0: Dive in now. In life, Savvy Souls, it's the contrast that makes it feel vibrant and alive. I've just had a little piece of contrast in my life because things have been going smoothly. And I recorded this whole episode and I was halfway through editing it. And there were three minutes of silence in the middle. I'm sure that's the part where I was saying the most enlightening things. So I'm going to give it a go again. As an artist, I've learned and experimented with how to make my art feel more energized and alive. I think it's something every artist knows about, seeks, and tries to develop. And the way that we achieve that result is through contrasts and differences. You've likely noticed these things without identifying them that way. Yourself when you're looking at a piece of art for your home or just in a museum or on the street, and you're appreciating it. There's something in it that speaks to you, that strikes you is yes, this is a piece that attracts me. It's the contrasts in art that really draw our attention. Now, what do I mean by contrasts in art? It's black and white or shades of gray, that's called values. Or shapes of different sizes, not being too symmetrical, using hard edges and curved edges and lines and unusual shapes and having big and small areas in the painting and using hot and cold temperatures and shiny colors and dull and all kinds of differences. That's really what makes art jump out at us, what makes it stand out. And it's the reason I'm talking about that, as always, is not to school you in knowing more about art, but to notice something in art that represents something bigger in life. So today, it's contrast, and that's what I want to talk with you about. When I first left International Tax and got caught up in this new world, for me, anyway, of self-discovery and spirituality and positive psychology and coaching creativity, I learned a lot about this concept of what people call polarity. Polarity is this idea that there's an opposite for everything in this world. So there's no good without evil. There's no light without dark. There's no joy without sorrow. There's no love without hate. Everything in the world has a dual nature and its opposite is embedded in it. I'm not sure if I fully understand this polarity concept even now, but I do know that, at least for me, I used to misunderstand it or misunderstand the usefulness of it. There seemed to me to be kind of a superstitious aspect to it that didn't really resonate with me or it didn't feel like it served me and that was that energetically everything in life has to balance out 50 50 so if i'm having good times then equal bad times are in store for me i don't know if there's actually an energetic principle that makes that true in some way but i don't find it useful or serves me in any way to think that everything must be 50-50, but I do find it useful to be aware of contrast and the impact of it on my life. I do find the artist's perspective about contrast to be useful. That is that contrast makes art, and in my metaphor with life, makes our lives feel more energetic, more vibrant, more alive. I think knowing that can point us all in some useful directions and help us cope in useful ways. And I'm going to talk about four of those ways in the rest of this episode. So first of all, knowing that contrast is enlivening, remembering that can keep us from getting stuck, from defining ourselves One way is if that way we're defining ourselves is somehow permanent or fixed. Our human brains like to create rules because our brains like things to stay the same because that's very safe. And so often we say or we hear other people saying things like, well, I do it this way or I am an artist, or I am a lawyer, as if our job or our role, I, I am a mother, as if that is who I am and will always be, and that's what I'll be until the end of time, and there's nothing that will change about that. Or we say, I'm like this or that, for example, I'm shy or I'm sensitive or whatever, and it's as if. That trait, that behavior pattern that we've learned will always be that way. will always be permanent. Or we say, well, I've always done it that way and it worked. And the implication of that is, so I don't ever change things up. It's worked, so why change it? Why try something even though it might be better, newer, more exciting? Or we say, I could never do that. We don't even contemplate that, hey, just the fact that I've never done it doesn't mean I can't do it now. We can always try something new. Or we say dejectedly, it's just the way it is, which really means I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to figure out how it could be different. The problem, savvy souls, is it quite frankly gets boring thinking this way. Nothing ever changes. We experience the same thing over and over again because we keep doing things the same way. We keep thinking the same way until something happens and we understand it doesn't have to be that way. This year, and I've talked about this before, I've been trying something totally new in my paintings. I have gone from just painting purely abstract stuff in circles to painting clouds most of the time this year. And as I paint the clouds more often, there has grown in me an increasing desire to paint small, detailed things like part of a flower petal. And I know that doing that will keep me fascinated, learning, growing, interested, because the contrast will be enthralling. So secondly, Savvy Souls, deliberately building contrast into our lives, not only livens things up, and it makes us think more creatively. A lot of us have morning routines, and morning routines are great because we don't have to think about what we're going to do. We just get up and we naturally go into a routine, things that we've done that work for us, and that's great. But imagine once a month or once a week, try a different morning routine. There's a million things that can be part of a morning routine there's exercise, dance, qigong, singing, listening to a feel good movie or a motivational speech, journaling, writing, writing poetry, doing uh, art in a sketchbook, walking your dogs, doing like anything that you can imagine can be part of a recommended morning routine. But try changing one of those things up, eliminating something and adding a new activity. And then just observe yourself. Notice how that impacts the rest of your day. Or let's say you always walk your dog in the neighborhood. Take that same time to explore a brand new neighborhood, someplace you've never been to, or a park that's nearby, something that doesn't take you an extra hour to get to, but just something new. And notice how that perks you up. Or let's say you work for yourself and you keep traditional nine to five hours. Take a day a week and completely change the routine. Maybe take the morning off and work that evening and in the morning. Explore, try something new. Just do something totally different, something that you wouldn't have otherwise done. Or in terms of your vacation and travel, Let's say you always choose a beach destination. Try a jungle excursion instead. Go to a desert. Or if you always explore by getting on a plane and going someplace distant, try staying in your own province or state or even immediate neighborhood. I remember moving to a new neighborhood in Toronto and... I realized, hey, I always have an amazing time when I travel. I always leave a lot of unscheduled time just to explore and I always find the most amazing things. And so that's what I decided to do in this new neighborhood in Toronto. And I discovered something called Allen Gardens, which was this conservatory. They have these beautiful areas with plants from around the world, there was one very warm section with blooming cactuses and stuff. And it was just glorious going there and journaling in the winter. And I found that days I did this thing that was so different and novel to me, just really opened up my creativity for the day. Or go to a new restaurant in a completely different area of the city and try a cuisine. You've never had before, it will be a totally sensory experience, new sights and sounds and tastes. When you change things up, Savvy Soul, something happens to your brain. You notice new connections between things you thought were unconnected, new ideas, ways of piecing things together, and new solutions present themselves. That's why travel or retreats, or even rearranging the furniture in your home, can give you a tremendous creative boost. So thirdly, Savvy Souls, knowing and expecting contrast in your life can deepen the good experiences that you have. It's like in a painting. If I just paint some curved lines, that can be cool. But if I add a thick, straight, dark mark in the middle, now the curved lines look even more curvy and interesting. And the straight dark mark looks straighter and darker and also more interesting. The contrast enlivens the painting and makes everything about it more interesting. So when we know contrast is expected in our lives, then we can be really deliberate about experiencing the good moments really savoring things a delicious meal at a restaurant a family visit like really listening and reaching out getting some hugs really exploring these people that you have known all your life or not just looking at a few tulips that have bloomed in the spring but inspecting them closely studying them enjoying them smelling them or go on exhilarating run by the river and really feel it, really experience it, really notice all the sensations. Savvy souls, we know these times aren't permanent because yes, life is full of contrast. And so we're not always going to be able to experience them. And so we decide to really notice what it feels like, what these good moments feel like, look like, smell like, and we relish them. Okay. Fourthly, Noticing and expecting contrast in your life can also help when you're experiencing troubled times, difficult feelings, challenging situations. When you know that, there's a kind of okayness with you having the difficult experience you're having now. You don't feel unusually picked on. You don't ask yourself pointless and unanswerable questions like, why me? You don't spend useless time resisting something that's actually already happening right now. Instead, you say, I'm feeling sad right now. That's a normal part of being human for me to feel this way. I'm sad, and that's okay. Savvy souls not fighting, not arguing with the reality that this is where you are right now, knowing that it's normal is tremendously relieving when you're in the thick of it. You get to just experience it knowing it's okay. And you also get to know that there's contrast, that this will pass and you'll feel happy, connected, exuberant, joyful again. As one of my kids' counselors used to say, this too shall pass. That's always true, savvy souls, because life is full of contrast. And that's what makes it feel vibrant and alive. So to recap, some things that might be useful for you to think about a little bit more and try to apply them in your life is first, you can use your knowledge about contrast to help you from staying stuck, to stop telling yourself you need to keep doing things the way you always have, and to try something different, to introduce deliberately a little bit of contrast into your life. Secondly, you can use the concept of contrast to switch things up and create new situations and opportunities that will have you thinking more creatively. Thirdly, when times are good, remember contrast and use that as an incentive to stop and really experience these good times in a fully aware and present way. And finally, savvy souls, when you're in a rough spot, use contrast to lessen your resistance and to remind yourself that this too shall pass. Savvy souls, go out this week and experience all of it, the good and the bad, the ugly and the beautiful, the exciting and the boring, the vast expanse of things and the small details, your close friends and the strangers in the supermarket, the warm sunny days, and the rainy stormy nights. It's all part of the life you get to live right now. Enjoy and celebrate the rich experiences Contrast brings your way. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.